Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hey, guys. Hope you're having an amazing week so far. Welcome back to the pod. I'm here with Jared. Hey, guys. We are super thrilled to be with you on this Thursday before Valentine's Day. Ooh, ooh la la. Sexy. <laughs> this is going to be a sexy See, podcast. No. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. We're not. No. Oh. That's like Carrie on Sex in the City, by the way. Yeah, right? I know. Hers is a sex podcast. It is. She, you know, the sex show. She doesn't like that they she, called it that. But that's it is. funny. Yeah. I was listening to... Um, Crazy Stupid Love on the Plane. And you know how she is... um, No, that's not true. The movie Valentine's Day. Yeah, okay. And she's a sex operator on the phone and her boyfriend finds out. That's hysterical. That's so funny. Isn't Taylor Swift in that movie? She is. I know we... (laughs) She is. (laughs) She is. She's like a cheerleader or something. And she's with the other... Like boy from uh, Twilight. Twilight, yes. <laughs> and a kiss, and like she's all over him. They're doing like a TV interview or something. Yes. I watched that on the plane. It was That's entertaining. Hysterical. But anyways, welcome. Yeah. Today we talk about self love. Yes, yeah, self love. So he, yeah, they thought this was going to be about romance. It is with yourself. With yourself, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so because this podcast is about yoga. A little bit and life a lot. Right. How do you think that self-love relates to the world of yoga? So it's funny because my theme earlier in the month um, was actually this idea of self-love. And in the in Sanskrit, there's a word that is mayatri, which basically translates into one's loving kindness with oneself. Okay. Um, and I think that... Um, it, it also is translated sometimes into metta, which more people will be familiar with. Mm-hmm. The Pali term, I think, is um, uh, maitri. Um, but metta, so loving kindness, but specific to oneself. Um, and in the yoga practice, um, a little cliche, but we'll say it. It's kind of like the journey of the self through the self to the self. Yes. So that's really, I think, an act of self-love is showing up to the practice um, and being willing to look at yourself and love yourself along the journey of your of your breath, of your physical practice, of hitting the pose, not hitting the pose, um, that type of thing. So I think that kind of is a direct, at least in my interpretation of it. Do you have additional yeah. thoughts? I mean, for the people out there who are looking to maybe a little bit of a deeper thought, I think that part of the practice of yoga is realizing that we are all one. Mm. And so if you are practicing self-love, you're practicing metta, which is love for all. So it's kind of like an interesting point because the philosophy of yoga gets us to a place where we kind of realize or understand that what lives inside of us is the fabric of the whole universe. Mm -hmm. And if we are one with the universe and we love ourselves, then we have a chance at loving Mm -hmm. the greater community in the world itself. Oh, I think that's beautiful. And it's like, the idea of yoga, too, is that at your core, believe it or not, and I said this in a class I think you were recently in, is you are not changing at all. Mm-mm. You And that's where we're all connected. Like you said, that is the core of essence. Um, so our job in the yoga practice is to peel back and change so that we can get to that unchanging if we do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I love that that tie-in is like we're all connected, we're all going through this. So if you, I think it's it's funny, but I think it's RuPaul that says something like at the end of the episode, he says, you know, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you, you gonna love, love somebody, somebody else? else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of like true. so relevant. Um, because you, not to be on this movie binge quote, but I think it's like perks of being a wallflower. It says, if you remember that movie, it's super emotional, by the way. So if you're not in a good place, don't watch the <laughs> But the, the Emma Watson's character in it says something along the lines of you accept the love you believe you deserve. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks to the relationship. Do you love yourself? Because most people, I just talked about it today in therapy, that I had a, a woman say, you know, I love myself, I love myself. But then she talked about a relationship where she was treated poorly. I go, so if you loved yourself, then why were you in this relationship? And she was like, I don't love myself. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you want to talk about that. Yeah. So I think this idea of self-love is so relevant and there's a ripple effect that's going to happen if you devote to it. Yes. And know, too, that we're bringing this up, like, lightly. Right. But we understand that that's a, that's a big task for mm-hmm. most of us. And I speak personally. I think that's a hard thing to do. Right. Good days and bad days like anything else. But it's not something that you kind of work on for a week and then you're like, cool, I love myself for the rest of my life. Great. Right. There are actually moments where you don't. Where yeah. you struggle to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And just know, I, I think a good thing to point out is... There are moments in our lives when we will not love our behaviors and our choices, but we should still love who we are at our core. Yeah. And that's a good disconnect for people that might be at home like, this is heavy. We'll try to connect it to my behaviors maybe weren't the best at a time, but I actually, you know, am okay as a person. Yeah. And that's a good distinction to make because it's very easy to just see the person as a whole and then just kind of go down this rabbit hole of negative thinking where really you can take a slice of who you are or what you did or whatever it is and kind of assess that and know that at your core, you still are present with yourself. You love yourself. And yeah, so that's important, I think. And I, I think people have a hard time with like self-love um, for lots of reasons. And, and we'll talk a little bit later in the podcast about like the, the bigger issues and how to develop self-love. But I think people, we grow up in a codependent society where our family generally teaches us that you stay with your partner, quote unquote, no matter what. Um, or, you know, that, that tends to be a common thread or love is conditional, Mm-hmm. Um, it's based on things. So I think people have a hard time devoting to themselves because they're often viewed as selfish, um, which I have done it for 13 years. I would rather teach people how to be less selfish than teach people how to love themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's actually easier. It is. And I think you hit it right on. People just don't know how to do that. I don't think that that's something we're thought. Right. How to greet who we are, to know who we are, and then live with that person that is imperfect. Oh, yeah. 
that's not something that we're, we have to kind of figure it out on the fly. And by the time we realize that's something that's important, we're somewhere along our 20s. And then there's so many other things that are happening to us in that time, or at least that's how it went for me. And I was yeah. like, wait, now I have to love myself too? Like, why didn't anyone tell me this before? Uh, teach me that. <laughs> Where, where's the course on self-love in school? Right? Honestly. Seriously. So I just think it kind of was a jarring thing where I was mm. like, this is a whole a whole thing that I have to learn how to do and learn how to be mm. and, and incorporate in my life because it makes such a big difference. I can't really go without it. Right. It's going to, like you said, have a ripple effect on all my other relationships and mm. the people that are around me and the things that I do and how I do them. So I do think it's a really tricky thing and I just believe there's a lack of awareness like we don't teach that to children and we actually teach children in some ways to be shameful of mistakes Mm -hmm. you made a mistake like it's almost like or you did what like the tone and how you talk to someone i'm sure you know you and i now try not to be that way and i definitely don't do it in, in my job because people are making errors all the time but they're actually not making errors they're just being human yeah and they're willing to talk about it um, so I think that's an important thing to point out is your life will be imperfect. You will mess up quite a bit. Like a lot. Uh, like a lot. Like, like all the time. <laughs> and if you can, if you can find a sense of compassion or grace with yourself, then that's going to be huge. Like, and I think you and I were talking a little bit before. It's like the hardest person to forgive is generally yourself. Isn't mm-hmm. it so funny how we'll give it away to everybody else? Or yeah. like, like, and can, do you relate to that? Like, yes, I forgive this person. I forget. Like, like, it's like, but me, it's like the last person in line. Yeah. And it's so much harder. We hold ourselves up to such strict and rigorous standards. And we're like, oh, this is just for me. It doesn't go for other people right. kind of, but ultimately it kind of does. It, it transfers right. over to your other relationships. So be mindful of that. But yeah, I do. I really think forgiving oneself is the hardest thing to do and it doesn't mean that you have to get to a point like that it's okay my choice or behavior that isn't what it is it's just letting go mm-hmm. i had someone say this week surrender with grace mm-hmm. and i think that is forgiveness it's like surrender in the sense of it is what it is or it was what it was but it isn't anymore and that's like so i think like so poignant is like yeah i have some skeletons in the closet but I'm willing to bear them, you know, and I'm willing to say I'm not that person anymore. Like, that's pretty cool. And I think that's like a deeper layer of self-love, right? Like letting go of your past or your current imperfections and mistakes. Yeah. And not letting them stop you from loving yourself and loving the person that you are and seeing all the beautiful things that you do in conjunction to that. Because typically, for example, if you have made a poor decision, let's say you got in a fight with your best friend and you said things that you didn't mean, there is a good chance that you go home and you're still like a fantastic husband. Right. You know, that it's typically not all black or white. It's pretty much probably like things that you do that you're not super proud of happen in conjunctions with other things that are good. Right. And so being able to recognize, like we said, like smaller slices of ourselves and take ourselves back to that and say, okay, this is probably the area that I need to work on. Mm. 
But as a whole, as a human being, I'm still a good person and I love myself. Yeah. And that's a, I think you, you gave kind of a good picture. It's almost like a scale or balance, um, self-love, like what am I doing for me? You know, and then when I, when I have the errors a little bit, that's okay. Like it balances it out. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're always striving to be quote unquote better people. Like that's like the path of the yogi is like trying to be a good person. Yeah. Um, but knowing that, you know, in spite of my flaws, I'm still on that path in spite of, you know, Hey, I said that, that harsh thing, or I did that thing. I'm not so proud of. I'm still going to try to be on the path. Mm -hmm. Like you always try to come back to the path, right? Yeah. Of like of it. And I think that is self-love. Yeah. Um, if you think of self-love as a practice or something that you mm-hmm. do, honestly, it yeah. should be something that we just have acquired. But because we know that it's a hard thing to cultivate, right? to cultivate what are some practices or things that people can do mm-hmm. that could lead to understanding or feeling self-love or nurturing that? I think one thing I I really advise in therapy is making promises to yourself and keeping them, which I've said, I think, one other time on the podcast. But it's like that is an act of self-love. So, like, what do you need to do for you? What do you enjoy to do? You know, whether it be as simple as art. Um, I love to go to a yoga class. I like to exercise. Uh, I mean, it can be a myriad of things, but then keep that commitment to yourself that is an act of self-love like showing up and doing it and realizing i mean you don't even realize the achievement you feel in completion of something you enjoy yeah and then that almost is like oh i really you know i feel proud of myself and i'm glad that i did that so i think one big thing is just keeping promises to yourself i would say yeah that's a huge one and I do think that finding a way of getting acquainted to who you are, too, because in order to know what you really want to do and keep that promise, if you say, okay, I really want to take a yoga class, well, for you to come to that realization, you had to take a pause and ask yourself, what is it that I need in this moment? Um, And I think that part is super important. The pause, the reflection, um, to be with yourself and to know, okay, um, I have these things I'm not, I'm currently doing great with. I'm doing great at my job. I'm doing great in my relationship. However, I need to uh, let more time for like friendships and physical activity. Well, kind of that check in is super important because we evolve as people over time, all at different rates. And so the practice of self-love that we choose to engage in might change over time too. I love that for like taking an inventory kind of. Yeah. Of your, of what you need and what you enjoy and what you. Yeah. And And I have (laughs) a paper on the wall, a giant post-it that's like needs and wants and goals. Right. right. And I just kind of check in with myself. Mm-hmm. What do I need to, that's one way that I do it. Right. And I know I've said it before, but the doors kind of close and Derek can see it. So he, right. there's a giant post-it that says life. Life. <laughs> it's not a game. That's for sure. It's not a game. <laughs> it's real life. Yeah. But finding ways to do that so that whatever you decide, whatever promise you make yourself is relevant to right. who you are. Right. And then I, I, another really good one is like developing a practice of self-love or cultivating it is through self-talk, 
which in therapy we talk quite a bit about. And it's like, um, how do you talk to yourself? Like when you make a mistake, what's the, like, what's the dialogue? And I often ask people, can you talk a little kinder? Can you, and, and change it around? How would you talk to a friend that was going through the same thing? That's a really good tool for people. Um, so reframing negative self-talk into more neutral, even if you can be positive. Yeah. I always encourage people to be neutral because over the years, people are like, I'm not being optimistic. Yes. So many people, that's a common thing in therapy. They are not Refusal opti- to be optimistic. Yes. Why? Well, because their life has not been the best. So okay. it clearly, quote unquote, doesn't pay off to be optimistic, which we know is not true, which I help we, un- okay. <laughs> unlearn them. Um, yeah. But I think that's one thing. And then also, like, this is a hard one, but, like, close your eyes and ask what you like about your soul and your spirit. So not about your body, what you like about your personality. And if you're like, I don't like anything, what do people say that they tend to like about you? Or clearly what, if you can't do it, do it from an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a good place to start sometimes. That's a very interesting exercise to see mm-hmm. what comes up. Yeah. Because I think what I used to do early on in therapy would be like for self-love practice. What do you like about yourself? I love my eyes and my (laughs) hair. And like, as I worked with teenagers early on and it's like, as I've matured myself, I'm like, that isn't actually good. No. I mean, it's okay. But like, how about like the you're a kind person that you make people laugh that you. That's so funny. I had someone younger come to me for Reiki and Mm -hmm. I, I asked she got on the table. I was like, all right, let's talk about this. What do you love about yourself? I like this part of my body. I like that part of my body. I like my hair. I like this. I like, and it was all physical things. And I said, okay, anything else? She goes, no, that's it. And I was like, all right. And I kind of kept going a little bit. And then we circle back and she's like, oh my gosh, you're right. I haven't said anything about who I am. And I was like, how crazy is this? I was like, we need to, like, you are so much more than your body. Your body is just a vessel, really. You got to take care of it because it carries you and it's super important. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. that is not who you are. Right. Wow, that's pretty, yeah, cool. So. At least you had the insight. Well, I gave it to her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and well, they pay for that sometimes, right? So, like- yep. <laughs> you are welcome. That's money well invested. But how cool is that to know that at a young age, though? And to be told, like, right. this is not all you are. Mm-hmm. There is so much more to you than just this. And I think the other thing we've said a million times, I think, on the podcast is a practice is a practice. So if you're like, how do you, how do I get self-love? You don't get it. It's not like a sticker. And you got to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. Like you got to keep reframing how you talk to yourself. You got to keep finding the positive traits. You got to keep making commitments to yourself and your own self-care, which self-care is almost equivalent to self-love. We did a self-care episode. It was slightly different because it was like techniques on how to practice that. But I think the concept of self-love is a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it's a good offshoot. They kind of go hand in hand because once you've established like self-care is kind of like the fun, like I'm going to ice roll my face and drink a green juice. You know what I mean? But if you don't believe you're worthy of having things done, which is self-love, then you won't tend Tend to do do self-care. And what I was going to get to, which I think is a super interesting perspective, or at least it was uh, like a ha ha moment for me, um, is 
since it's a practice and you have to keep doing it, you'll find times in your life where it's much easier to love yourself. Mm. Look at the circumstances of those moments. What is supporting this sense of self-love, this self like oh, what empowerment, a, what good advice. you know, and can you perpetuate those circumstances or is it something that's just fleeting? Wow. So you, um, that's really good. That's like almost like a Katona technique of looking at your terrain. Um, oh, the tech, yeah. Um, is like looking at everything in your life and what's lining up. Is that what you're kind of speaking to? Like, what kind of people are you involved in? What are you doing? What's your career? You know, all all the different... All the different things. So Because we have seasons in our lives, right? And there are seasons where we're like, actually, I do love myself right now. You know? Okay, great. Awesome. What is going on? What is making me feel that way? What is empowering me? What can I keep can i keep any of this over time not to be greedy you know what i mean or to try to cling to things because we know everything is going to change but if we're trying to maintain this self uh, this self-love then maybe we look at our circumstances and we're like okay this is helping me so this is must be a good thing and when we're in a place where we're super low we look at it and we say hmm isn't that interesting that i feel that way right now yeah that's really good advice Mm -hmm. To reflect back, because sometimes you're in better health. Sometimes it's who you're around. Sometimes it's your passions are more fueled. So then it is a good, uh, I would say that's almost a deeper practice too. Like rather than like the self-love of affirmation or like that, like being able to really have insight and introspection into like, okay, when I was 23 and I was having the, like, I really felt good about myself. Yeah. Like sit with it and really think about your circumstances and can I integrate any of those things? Yeah. Because it, you know, that's where I think that's really cool advice. Yeah. Yeah. So it, and, and just in doing that, you'll be able to tend to yourself, Mm -hmm. to show yourself love and to fill your own needs instead of having someone fill them for you, which is kind of a default that we have too. Right, because when you depend on other people to fill you up, it's like, A, they get tired of doing it sometimes, or that you become dependent on On them. And that's like all about external validation and realizing that you can fill yourself up from the inside, like through self-love and through this idea of, okay, I maybe I like to be appreciated, but I don't need to be validated through other people. Yeah. I can validate myself, which we kind of talked about vulnerability last week, and they kind of tie in a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I think that's important to recognize. Yeah. And so for you, if I know that's like a mm-hmm. vulnerable place to be, but how do you practice self-love? Is this something that's hard for you in your personal life? Is it? So believe it or not, it was this. So 2020 was a big transformative year for me. And I actually tell a lot of my clients that it was a year where I, 2021 was great by the way, like that was my transformation year. Like I gave up drinking. And during that year, I totally disconnected from my physical body, not in a dissociative way, but like I fluctuated in my weight. I did like, it didn't matter. And I think it just got through a consistent practice of yoga, living, reading, writing, being creative, going to therapy, like doing all these things for me um, allowed me to see how little 
and I'm speaking to one part, but the physical body really like, yes, keep it healthy, but it doesn't matter so much. Mm-mm. Like I, so I really, I really enjoyed who I was in 2021. Like I was like, wow, you don't have to apologize for who you are really. Because, A, you know, the not drinking thing was really big. Um, like, you're just authentic of, of who you are. Uh, and so I think that all of those things I named were ways that I tend to myself. And then I really work on how I talk to myself. So when I make errors, um, I try to be like, okay, what can you learn from this? Or, you know, it's okay. You're not going to be perfect. Life, your life is pretty good for the most part, mm-hmm. but this one thing didn't go as planned. Um, so what about you? Like, how do you, or where are you at with it? Um, I think 2021 was a big year for me and I'm still kind of coming on the other side of it. It's early 2022 and I'm still feeling the effects of the past year on me. Um, and I know it has been for a lot of people, but in, in the category of self-love, um, my word for the year 2021 was clarity And I remember talking with Alyssa and she was like, that's a good word, my dear. But when you ask for clarity, you're going to get it whether you like it or not. And she goes, are you prepared for that? And I said, yes. And I maybe should have said no. (laughs) Right, right. Right. And so it became very clear to me that I completely didn't pay attention to myself for probably 10 years. Like just put myself... Didn't on the back yourself, burner either, and didn't yeah. listen to myself, didn't acknowledge myself because I was on such a mission to do so many things through action mm. um, and trying to be so active and pushing forward when really a lot of time I needed to um, be more still and to listen to myself. And so 2021 has been a big, big moment of being like, okay. This is actually who I am. (laughs) There is someone beyond all this doing and this acting and this moving that is craving to like just be heard by you, not by anyone else. You don't need anyone else involved in the equation. Just listen to yourself and get in tune to that. Um, It has brought about some huge changes in my life, but like personally, interpersonally, intrapersonally, like all in all kind of different spheres of of my life and it's been very interesting but extremely challenging for sure mm. that's pretty cool yeah so you kind of put yourself first and said what does emmanuel need yeah and what are her wants and go do them go do that which yeah i it's kind of interesting to hear myself say that mm-hmm. Because it was, it still is so hard. And I know, like, this is kind of casual. We're like, oh, right. yeah. You know, and I'm very, like, open to sharing my experiences because I do believe that through shared experience, we, we can learn as oh as a group, as a community. But, um, yeah, it was hard. It wasn't, like, a pretty fun, cute thing that I did well, for it myself. Well, tends not to be. Yeah. It tends to everything worth having, you know. Is it easy or yeah. is it a process, right? It definitely was a process. Um, but I do have a certain sense of pride for all of the things that I've gone through. And I don't, As you should. I, yeah, I don't really like 
have regrets or anything like that or like shame towards like not being attuned to myself for so so long but just looking back and going like she was doing the best that she Mm, could right that's all she knew and now she knows more i love that you like um i think it was joan didion that says i lost touch with several people i used to be yeah isn't that like such a good thing like you know, she sheds those layers and that quote really stuck, struck with me. And that's kind of what you're speaking to. You look back and you know her, but she is gone. She, yeah. Or hopefully. I mean, yeah. If she's not, you know, if she's not serving you. Transformed. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So that was, that's been the journey to like, you know, probably the first step for me was to know who I was mm-hmm. so that I could love her. Yeah. Because th- without the awareness, there could be no relationship. Right. So that's what I've been working on and realizing that being imperfect is okay. You know how anal I am (laughs) about I like things in a certain way. If you were in my teacher training, you know this. I like the room a certain way. I like you to have your name in a certain place. I like things like, you know. It's not, yeah. Um, It's called being OCD. Yeah. But, yeah, and that none of this really matters. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, in certain situations, it's very helpful for right. the delivery of the training and things like right. that. But in your life, nothing is perfect. No. And the more that you come to terms with that, the kinder you are to yourself. Yeah. So that's um, that's pretty much yeah. it. I think that's it. Yeah. So go out there and love yourself for Valentine's Day. That. <laughs> We're in the same wavelength. I know. Love, 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 love uh-huh. yourself. Right. And... Yeah, share with us your journey of self-love, your tips, your tricks, because I'm sure the world needs more love in general. And like I said, a shared story is always good for everybody. So if there's anything that you want to share with us, let us know. And yeah, we'll be back next Thursday. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.